But before we get going, let me tell you about a couple product reviews from one of our customers at Freedom Blends, our sponsor. From Connie, I'm a 65-year-old woman who's worked two full-time jobs since 1986. Getting older and working day and night has kind of zapped my energy. I've worked as a physician's assistant, RN, RRT, all these many years, and I've needed to find a product that give me a jump in my step. In comes Freedom Fuel. Wow, instead of turning to caffeinated sodas during the night shift, Freedom Fuel is my go-to. And remember, there is one with and without energy. I also decided to try Kami Cleanse. It hasn't disappointed. Feels like a million little brooms sweeping out the colon and restoring my healthy gut bacteria. I'm more focused, energized, and feel like I'm in my 40s again. Thank you, Connie. Go over to freedomblends.com right now. Jay Valentine, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for those of you that are for those of you that are watching, I got a phone call from one of my good friends, some somebody that I highly respect in the state of Utah. Um, she said you need to have him on your show. You need to talk. You need to tell your audience what's happening, not only in the state of Utah, but this is pretty much everywhere, right? Jay, do you just want to start from the beginning and take us uh, from the beginning of who you are, what you do, and why it's important that your voice is out there right now? Well, thanks. So I'm Jay Valentine, and I am with a company out of Austin, Texas called Fractal. And about three months after the 2020 election, we got a call from Sheriff Clark, the black sheriff with the cowboy hat in Wisconsin. Everybody kind of knows Sheriff Clark. And he said, hey, I've read about you guys. You guys are the guys who built the eBay fraud detection engine. And you guys are the guys who, who built the TSA no-fly list. And you're the guys who built the major insurance companies fraud systems for like geico and state farm and usaa would you guys take a look at voter rolls and we're like yeah i mean i've never seen a voter roll in my life and this was right after 2020 right and i said sure you know send them along so he did and we looked at them so about a week later i called him back and i said you're spoofing us with the database i mean we really kind of know what we're doing why don't you send us the real data and he said, that is the real data. Why are you saying that? I said, well, we do really big scale fraud stuff, Medicaid fraud and things like that. And one of the things people do to kind of test us out is they give us databases with spoofy stuff in them, you know, crazy stuff. And in the insurance industry, we'd get a database with all kinds of Russian insurance, Russian fraud rings and just crazy stuff. And we find it very quickly. And then they'd say, well, if you found that, you guys must be really good. So, so Sheriff Clark said, well, those are like the real voter rolls. I said, well, I got bad news for you. I said, your voter rolls are so bad. This is in one state, Wisconsin. Your voter rolls are so bad. We don't test for fraud in the voter rolls because we have no way of knowing whether it's fraud or not. We test for what's called anomalous data. For instance, what's anomalous data? Well, a guy who's voting, who's 2000 years old, that's kind of anomalous. Uh, a guy voting and he's only 60 years old, but he's voting from a sorority house. That's kind of anomalous. Anyway, we found so much stuff in their database that when I called Sheriff Clark back, I said, I just don't know what to say. And he said, well, this is the database. So that's how we started. Now, after that. So can I ask you something really quick, um, yeah. just on a personal level? 
did you start to get a little frightened in your investigations? Well, it was actually, it's a very interesting question. It's a very insightful question. Frightened wasn't the word, but the people who we had on our team are people who are non-political. I mean, we're not political activists, right? I, I don't even know the people around me. I don't even know who they vote for. One of the guys was Canadian. He doesn't even vote in the United States. The feeling across the team, because remember where we were, this is right after the 2020 election, people were talking about fraud. And a lot of people were saying, no, 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 there's, there's no fraud. And our team looked at this and they go, even if there isn't any fraud, when you have 15% of your voter roll, anomalous data, if you were a Fortune 500 corporation, your CEO would go to prison under mm -hmm. Sarbanes-Oxley. So we were stunned, but, but it got worse because the word got out. And then we ended up doing another state and another state. And now at one time we did, I think, 23 or 24 states. And I have to tell you, Mark, it's the same in every single state. The reddest Republican, the bluest Democrat, they all have between 5% and 18% of their voter roll is a joke. And you can see it instantly with our technology, with one click. Do you have this yet put up anywhere online that people can see it actually from state by state? Or are you holding on to that information for a future time? It's how we do it, because remember, these voter rolls are not necessarily something that you're legally allowed to make public hmm. by putting them up on the Internet because they go state by state and sometimes it goes county by county. But here's what we are doing. We are working with teams in 23 states, one of which is your group of friends here in Utah. And what we're doing is we're bringing in the voter rolls. But when you bring in the voter rolls, that is one dimension. It's kind of like looking at a map. It's just this flat thing. When you bring in a second database, like the property tax roll or the 911, 911, uh, you know, uh, roll to for emergency phone calls or other databases, when you bring those in, you start to compare one with another and now you don't have a map anymore you have a relief map you can really see the detail so what we're doing now is we're bringing in other databases so we have a known address database we have a database for our property tax records we have a database of 911 records i mean it goes on and on and on we have a database of federal election contribution records and what we do is we measure one against the other now here's what you find so you will find that your voter roll is an official government roll that came from the county. Nobody disputes it's an official government roll. You'll have another roll called your property tax roll. Now on your property tax roll, we don't care who lives at the property. We don't look at that. We just look at what it is. Is it a bank? Is it an insurance company? Does it have bedrooms? Does it have bathrooms? That's what we look at. And guess what? We now have one official government roll which is your property tax roll, it's official. And we have your voter roll, it's official. And we compare them to each other and guess what we find? A lot well, this guy of on the voter roll lives in what the property tax roll says is a 7-Eleven. This guy in the property roll lives at what the property tax roll says is Walmart. 
Well, multiply that by 10 or 20 or 50,000. And what you find is that there is almost no reconciliation between these two types of government roles. And what it does, and it does it in every state that we're involved in, is it shows with one or two clicks how out of sync these voter rolls are and how much they need to be cleaned up. Yep. And, and how they've been manipulated and how everybody that's been watching this that is political knew um, in 2020. For me personally, it's like when I saw that happen November 2020, it felt like to me, I don't know if you've ever had your car broken into and you and you it's like you just feel violated it was like that on a whole next level of violation and since then it's just been an absolute disaster anybody who dares question it you're on this list of election denier and how dare you and um god this is this is really really fascinating so tell me okay do, do you have any more to say sorry to cut you off but i'm just no 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 it's just it's just so much fun i mean what we're doing is really fun because Remember, we're not activists, okay? We don't care if you're a Republican, we don't care if you're a Democrat, we don't care what you are. But we care about our showing anomalies in data. And we, we have commercial reasons for wanting to do that. We're a commercial company and we sell our technology to state governments. We sell our technology to large utilities. We sell our technology to build AI systems to protect the power grid. And so we're always looking for challenges with really big data. And here was just a great challenge because now we are running about three and a half billion records for these 23 states. Now people go, well, how could you be running three and a half billion records when there's only 150 million voters? Well, the other thing we do, Mark, the other thing we do, which is really interesting, is not just compare voter roll with property roll, we compare the voter roll with the voter roll on different dates. Let's take an example, the Carrie Lake campaign. You remember Carrie Lake ran for governor? Mm -hmm. We had a copy of the voter roll for Arizona and we had it on October 7th. We had the same voter roll on November 4th. That's 30 days apart and the election was November 8th. So voter roll number one is October 7th. Voter roll number two is November 4th. And we compared them. What do you think we found? After the legal date to do so, the government election commission added 22,000 new voters. Now, Carrie Lake didn't know that. She didn't have a clue. Guess what else they did? They changed the zip codes for 33,000 people in one county alone. Now, those people got all their mail because the post office didn't change them. They got changed by the voter commission. And guess what? Have you guys what? hired a security team to be around you? Well, no, we didn't. And we live in Texas, and we, we think that probably that is not something that we really need. But we're going to start publishing this stuff. I mean, one of the things we're doing is right now we're finishing this week. We're releasing Texas and uh, two other states. And when we do, we do live demonstrations. So what I will do, and this is a good example. Well, let me finish the Kerry Lake thing. So in the Kerry Lake thing, 33,000 people had their zip codes changed. Guess what? They never got their absentee ballot. But somebody did. Nobody knows who got them, but they didn't get them and somebody voted them. 
So that's the other kind of thing that we check for. So what are we doing now? So what we're doing now is as we knock these states out, so we have Texas, Minnesota, we're going to do Utah. We've got um, just, a, like I said, about 23 states. Um, Oregon. Have you done, a, have you done a, a preliminary kind of overall of Utah yet? We've loaded all Utah. We haven't run it yet. I we'll cannot run. wait for these results because we have, in my opinion, Utah is one of the worst, like well, one of the worst out. because well, we've gonna... got our... We've got our lieutenant governor who the fox guards the hen house here in Utah that you can't question it through them. It's such a conflict of interest and everybody that's paying attention knows it. And so this is going to be really interesting. One last one quick question. Um, do you have an average of the anomaly, anomalies? Do you have an average of the 23 states that you think percentage wise? Uh, yeah. Do you do you have an average of what we'll how off? The range is a minimum of 5% to up to 18% okay. and tends to be much more toward the 18%. So yeah. we're statistician guys pretty deep. So we wouldn't use an average here. We would use a, we would use a, a range and we would show yeah. you how. But what we're going to do is why speculate? What we'll do is we'll just show it for every state. So the, the fun one we're doing is Georgia. So in Georgia, we got 11 or 15 counties sent in their property tax rolls to our team. And we have all of the Georgia data from 2020, as well as 2022, as well as the current data. So one of the things we're doing, which is in Georgia, which is a lot of fun for one of the presidential campaigns, it's not for Biden. We're gonna be doing a demo in about 10 days, 15 days. And we're actually going to recreate digitally the Georgia election roll on election day of 2020, because we have it, and the property tax roll in December of 2020, because we have it. And we're gonna answer the question, was there fraud in Fulton County, Georgia? Was there fraud in Gwinnett County, Georgia? And we're gonna do a video and we're gonna post the video. So we're gonna have some fun with this and people are gonna be able to say that it isn't my data. It isn't the Omega team's data. This is official government data from one source, contradicting official government data from another source. Let the government figure out whether their property tax rules are wrong or whether there's fraud in their election rules. We'll leave it to them to decide. This is amazing. You know, and I, I, I commend you. I commend you for what you're doing. Um, I, I have fears you know, just because I, I do watch politics and I do watch how wicked these people are. And so, you know, I'll, uh, I'll pray for you guys. Um, tell me, tell me, um, what's next? How do you, are you coming to Utah? Number one, because a lot of the, my listeners are actually in Utah because I would love to, to, if you're doing any type of an event to get people there. I am. I'm coming to Utah for November 3rd, 4th and 5th. And the event is the event that was sent to you. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I'll, but... I'll post it. I'll post it on here. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, what I'm going to do when I come to Utah is I'm going to come out and I'm going to show the Utah data. And I'm also going to show the data from five or six other states. And I'm going to show that whatever is, I obviously haven't seen the Utah data, but run the Utah data. I have it loaded. I haven't processed it yet. But whatever is happening is happening in every single state. It is not necessarily fraud. 
but it is necessarily anomalous. And here's why that's important. When you have data that is so anomalous, so out of whack, so clearly incorrect data in your official government records, even if it isn't fraudulent, it creates a bed for fraudulent actors. Now, we're the guys who built some of the biggest fraud systems for the biggest insurance companies on the planet. And the reason that we know this is because what would happen is these insurance companies would have providers and these providers would be using these spoofy addresses at PO boxes and UPS and FedEx boxes and changing their names from Bill Jones to Sam Smith, but it was the same guy. And they were putting in multiple uh, fraud uh, things for a car wreck. And so we would see that. But when you have this and it's not cleaned out, it allows bad actors to do bad things. So if you're a secretary of state, or if you're a voter commission person, you cannot say there is no fraud if there is massive anomalous data. So what yeah, we're proving is there's massive anomalous data. We're going to leave it to others to prove fraud, but we're going to show, and we're not just showing it with voter data. We also are going to be demonstrating the Smurf system. Now, the Smurf system was made famous by our pal, James O'Keefe, where he knocks on a door of some old guy and says, hey, you made 5,000 donations in the last six months, all $50. And the old guy looks at him and says, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's a massive, close to a billion dollar a year money laundering scheme that's been going on for two decades where third parties are bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars a year in fake real money, but from fake people. And they're laundering it through these people who ostensibly think that they haven't made any donations, but mm -hmm. they actually have. Well, we've run all that data. We've ingested the FEC data. And we're going to compare that in every state to see how many of those actors are in Utah. How many of those actors are giving money to Utah candidates? We're doing that in every single state, not just every state we operate in, but all 50 states. And we're making that system available to attorneys general so that they can start going after this very clear uh, type of money laundering. Yeah, and unless, unless attorney generals are are in on all of these things, right? Well, and um, they, but when you make it public, it does kind of heat up everybody's feet so that they have to take action. There's nothing quite like visibility to do this. So the impact conference, I just pulled it up. It's going to be November 4th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Miller Conference Center, 9750 South, 300 West, Sandy, Utah. Keynote speaker, Jay Valentine. So to register, text UCC to 53445 or search impact conference at eventbrite.com. The tickets are 25 bucks, includes lunch. This is going to be awesome. I, I think I might, I, well, I might be out of town, but if you're in Utah, go to this. Jay, is there any way that people that are outside of the state that are, that are active in these types of things can connect to you that you may go to their state as well? Is there a way to get a hold of you? Oh, sure. We have a website called Omega, O-M-E-G-A, the number four, omega4america.com. You just go there and drop us a note and uh, we'll respond.